Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1826. Do painkillers affect muscle growth? Here's what the science says, by Christian Finn of MuscleEvo.net. And I'm your host and narrator, Dr. Neil Malik. Hey there, happy Wednesday, and welcome back to Optimal Health Daily, where I read to you from popular health and fitness blogs to help you optimize your health, and always provide a bit of my commentary at the end. Now, something else I do is, every Wednesday, I like to share a little bit of inspiration with you. And since today's Wednesday, I'm gonna do that. Now, today's inspiration actually came from my primary care physician. I went in for my usually yearly physical, and he was going through the usual series of questions like, do you smoke? Do you consume any alcohol? If so, how much and how often? How often do you exercise? And for how long each session? When I responded to the how often do you exercise and for how long question, he then asked what type of exercises I perform. I told him that I often perform high-intensity interval training with some lighter-intensity days in between. It was his response to this that I found so inspiring. So here's what he said, quote, you're basically putting yourself through a cardiovascular stress test each time you work out, which is what we want, end quote. Now, I didn't find this all that inspiring in the moment. Instead, it sort of sat in the back of my mind and then hit me later, specifically during my next workout. When my brain was telling me during that workout, I should wrap up my session because I've got work I need to get back to, my body was saying it could handle some more. That's when my doctor's words popped into my head and inspired me to go just a bit harder before calling it a day. All right, very long intro. So let's finally get to today's post and start optimizing your life. Do painkillers affect muscle growth? Here's what the science says by Christian Finn of MuscleEvo.net. Over-the-counter painkillers are a popular way to ease the pain and soreness that manifest themselves 24 to 48 hours after a tough workout. But there's a lot of debate about what impact they have on muscle growth. On the one hand, you have research saying that painkillers reduce protein synthesis after training. And on the other, studies to show that taking painkillers for several months actually speeds up gains in muscle size and strength. Do painkillers affect muscle growth? If so, how? The way in which painkillers are thought to affect gains in muscle mass is by limiting the rise in protein synthesis that normally occurs after exercise. In simple terms, your muscles grow larger when protein synthesis is greater than protein breakdown. Think of your muscles a bit like your bank account. Money coming into your account is known as 
protein synthesis. Money leaving the account is known as protein breakdown. When there's more money coming into your account than there is going out, you'll end up with a bigger bank account. In much the same way, when protein synthesis exceeds protein breakdown, you'll end up with bigger muscles. Although there are a few studies suggesting that painkillers affect muscle growth by slowing protein synthesis after exercise, the one I want to look at in more detail comes from a research group led by Professor Todd Trapp. A group of men with an average age of 25 were assigned to one of three groups. All groups performed 10 to 14 sets of 10 eccentric leg extensions. After completing the workout, group one received the maximal over-the-counter dose of ibuprofen. 1,200 milligrams each day. Group two was given acetaminophen, 4,000 milligrams each day. The third group received a placebo, a dummy supplement that contained no active ingredients. When muscle samples were analyzed 24 hours after exercise, the increased rate of muscle protein synthesis normally seen after resistance exercise was reduced in subjects given the painkillers. It appeared that painkillers can limit the ability of our muscles to synthesize protein and repair themselves after exercise. And if they inhibit recovery, they also have the potential to put the brakes on muscle growth. However, this was a short-term study that looked at protein synthesis in subjects using painkillers for just 24 hours. And while this type of research is useful when it comes to generating ideas and theories about whether or not painkillers affect muscle growth, it's only one piece of the puzzle. A follow-up study, this time lasting three months, shows that a daily dose of painkillers actually accelerates gains in both muscle size and strength. Researchers tracked 36 men and women between the ages of 60 and 78. Subjects were randomly divided into an acetaminophen group, an ibuprofen group, or a placebo group. The two drugs were consumed at recommended daily dosage levels. To the research team's surprise, An analysis of muscle tissue samples taken before and after the training program revealed that those taking the painkillers gained more muscle mass than the placebo group. So should you run out and start downing over-the-counter painkillers in an attempt to boost muscle growth? I don't think so, as there are a few issues with this latter study that limit the conclusions we can draw. Firstly, the researchers measured muscle growth using something called a muscle biopsy which involves taking a slice of muscle tissue from the body and looking at it under a microscope. However, isolated tissue samples from an individual muscle give you a very limited picture about what's happening to muscle growth in the whole body. What's more, the people taking part in the study were in their 60s and 70s. We can't assume that the results will apply to younger people in their 20s, 30s, and 40s. Finally, elderly people will often suffer from age-related aches and pains. The painkillers may simply have allowed them to train harder during each workout, which could have contributed to the extra gains in muscle size and strength. The last study I want to look at comes from a group of Canadian researchers who examined the impact of a more moderate dose of ibuprofen, 400 milligrams per day, on gains in muscle size and strength. 12 men and 6 women, approximately 24 years of age, trained their right and left biceps on alternate days, 6 sets of 4 to 10 repetitions, five days a week for six weeks. They received a daily dose of 400 milligrams of ibuprofen immediately after training their left or right arm and a placebo after training the opposite arm the following day. Did ibuprofen help or hinder muscle growth? It actually didn't either. Biceps muscle thickness in the ibuprofen arm 
went from 3.63 to 3.92 centimeters. That's an increase of 8%, which was no different to the placebo arm. Gains in muscle strength were also much the same in the ibuprofen and placebo groups, with both groups posting roughly a 20% average gain in strength. To quote the researchers directly, a moderate dose of ibuprofen ingested after repeated resistance training sessions does not impair muscle hypertrophy or strength and does not affect ratings of muscle soreness, end quote. The explanation for ibuprofen's lack of effect, positive or negative, is most likely due to the dosage used. The earlier research by Professor Trapp used maximum over-the-counter doses, like 1,200 milligrams of ibuprofen per day. This Canadian study used just one-third of that amount, or 400 milligrams per day. So do painkillers affect muscle growth? The extent to which painkillers affect muscle growth over a period of several weeks or months is open to debate. However, there is mounting evidence that high doses may extinguish the fire that sparks muscle growth after exercise. While the occasional use of painkillers in moderate amounts isn't likely to suppress your gains completely, they're certainly not something you should use too often. Large doses taken on a regular basis could easily add up to a negative impact on muscle growth in the long run. You just listened to the post titled, Do Painkillers Affect Muscle Growth? Here's what the science says by Christian Finn of MuscleEvo.net. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. So here's the question. If I'm sore after a resistance training workout, should I take a painkiller? Or will taking a painkiller basically counteract all of the hard work I just did during my workout? Well, here's the answer. You ready for this? It's earth shattering. The answer is, it depends. Don't you just love that response? Don't worry, I'll explain. If you find that after a workout, you're so sore it's hard to function, then yes, taking a painkiller is probably worth it. So, say you find your muscles are screaming with each step as you climb the stairs or 
bend down to pick something up off the floor, or you can't sleep, the pain is so bad, then yes, it might be worthwhile to take a painkiller. That way you can at least get through your day or night with less pain. I'll give you another example. One of my good friends, who's in great shape, was kind of walking awkwardly around the office. She was walking around really slowly. And as she walked, it looked like there was an invisible horse saddle between her legs. I had to ask her, "Uh, are you feeling all right? She said she ran her first marathon over the weekend and that she was feeling pretty sore still. She must have been feeling really sore based on how she was walking. So this is a great example of someone that may benefit from using a painkiller. But if you're experiencing some minor soreness and you can pretty much do all the tasks you could do normally, then see if you can get away without using a painkiller. Instead, you could perform some light stretching and possibly some light resistance training that target those mildly sore muscles. And as a result, that could help speed up the healing process. All right, that'll do it for another edition of Optimal Health Daily. Thank you so much for listening and I'll be back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.